You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you can subscribe to my Strictly Anonymous Podcast YouTube channel, please subscribe there. I have my show on YouTube now. If you listen to it as a podcast on any of the podcast platforms, you could subscribe there as well. If you haven't wrote a review, read a review. Uh, if you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things. I really like to give advice. So if you have a problem, any kind of problem, even if it doesn't have to do with SCX, uh, I would love to help you with your problem. I always say I give unprofessional advice. Uh, so if you want to be on the show because you have a problem, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Oh, wait, I just wanted to talk about one other thing. And if you want to call in and talk to me because you have a problem or because you just want to talk about your secret private life for the first time while remaining anonymous, but you don't want me to air it, I offer that as a service. It's like a consulting fee. I charge $200. Uh, send me an email at the same email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll set that up. Today, I have a guy named Brad. It turns out that he lives here. He sent an email and just said that he was into all kinds of things and wanted to talk about it. Um, And it turns out that he's a New York City guy who lives here and talks all about the crazy sexual experience he had in the beginning of quarantine. We talk about how he's been handling being quarantined away from his very open-minded bisexual girlfriend. Uh, They have, we talk all about how they're keeping it together, like what they're doing, sort of being apart. Um, We also talk a lot about their relationship because she's like super bi and they bring women into their relationships. We talk about the fact that he's very into transgenders and uh, how when he started hooking up with them, how many times he's hooked up, what he does with them. I think that's who he, (laughs) he talks about hooking up with one at the beginning of this quarantine, like I said. And then at the end of the podcast, just by accident, we start talking about a couple toys that he's going to buy now that he's been, that he's, because he's stuck in quarantine alone. And I think that it's uh, super interesting, the two things that he recommends. Because I personally always think, like, I feel sorry for guys because there's not many sex toys out there for them to play with. Um, But he mentions two. He talks about, he talks about, like exactly what he does with them. So he gives like some good instructions on how to use them for your enjoyment and your pleasure. So I'm going to link to those in my uh, description. And he talks all about them as well. Like I said, towards the end of the podcast, um, he's also, he's a school teacher. I mean, he tells me these kinds of things, which I normally don't need to know, but it's kind of interesting because he's a school teacher and he does like to be dominated sometimes because he says he's totally that's who he is in his job. And then he likes to switch it when he's, you know, having sex. So we talk about that too. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Brad. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. 
send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Oh, hey, Brad. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today, all quarantined, wherever you are? (laughs) I'm very good, thank you. You're very good? That's good. Um, so you wrote into the show and I guess you've heard my previous episodes because you didn't give me much information, which is how I is. That's what I actually prefer. Uh, I love nothing more than to get on the phone with a total stranger and then pick apart their lives. Uh, I'm assuming, I think you said you were like sexually frisky. And so I'm assuming you have some sort of, uh, maybe alternative lifestyle that you lead that you want to talk about. Yeah, I do. Sure. Uh, by day, I'm a New York City public school teacher. For real? I teach in, yeah. Okay. Teach in, uh, what grade? Can you uh, tell me? Yeah, I teach in ninth grade. Okay. And I teach in Manhattan at a public school. Uh-huh. And so all day long, I'm in control of people. So uh, sometimes when I'm frisky, I like to go the other way around and let people take control of me, although I can switch. Yeah, I've heard, I mean, I've heard that a lot. Right. That typically is the way that it goes, though. Like, and I've told some guys who like have wanted their wives to dominate them and they don't think that they would be into it because they, you know, it, the flip wouldn't work. But I've heard also like what you just said, whereas like most of the time you're one way. Right. But you can get down with maybe switching a little bit. Right. So maybe you're like 90 percent sub 10 percent. Dom. I'm 50 50, though. I oh, really love it when when I can sub. I'm extremely excited about it because, again, like I said, all day long, I'm. I have to be control of people and tell people what to do and make sure that they're at the right place. So it's great to release and just let other people take over. And I can indulge in not having a responsibility or a care. Right. Okay. Now, do you go to dungeons? Like, do you meet up with dominatrix? Like how far into it have you gone? No, I, no, I more or less, I just cultivate relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a a girlfriend right now that is um, gay, bi, whatever you want to call it. Uh Uh-huh. So she invites people into our circle and um, together, you know, we cultivate it alone. I cultivate it. Sometimes I get on, um, I used to get on Craigslist for a while for the personal there. And occasionally I'll get on one of the apps and, and, you know, see who's out there. See who's interested in having some fun. Do stuff online or meet, meet with them in person or both? Um, I, I don't really get off on the online stuff. I'm Mm -hmm. more into in person. Right. Okay. So, as an, as an example, three weeks ago, at the height of the COVID, yeah, uh, shutdown, mm-hmm. I disregarded everything and indulged in my, uh, I guess, my deep seated suicidal <laughs> consciousness. <laughs> and um, and having up, an orgy? Uh, no. <laughs> I, well, no. I ended up um, to, uh, bringing uh, bringing in a young lady, uh, twenty one years old. I'm in my forties, and uh, She's um, just discovering that she is trans, so she's um, a ladyboy, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I went all in. We had unprotected anal sex. It was incredible. Um, oh my goodness! We did the we sixty nine and gagged and throated and crazy bareback nastiness. It was fucking fun. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, that's what all that matters. I mean, I always talk a lot about it on my show about how most people don't use condoms. I think just people who are like hypochondriacs don't because I was always like really good with condoms, but that's because I'm a hypochondriac, right? Uh, but most people, I think, who aren't always worrying about dying are, you know, kind of throw caution out to the wind, especially when you're in the heat of the passion and you're so fucking horny and condoms kind of suck, right? It does feel better to not use them. Have you done that before in your past? Or was that the first? Have fir- I done what? Like just, well, to bear back and not care. Do you ever oh, yeah. use condoms when you're with well, all I, these people? I, I've done it before, bareback. I've done it. Um, and um, I have my own, what do you call that, uh, justification. You know, I feel like my radar is pretty good. I ask a lot of questions uh-huh. to the person if I don't know them that well. I I listen to their voice. I look at their body and their language. And, they, you know, if they look like they've been out pouring uh, it up, then I either won't even be with them or I definitely use a condom. Yeah. But this person I had kind of vetted over a few a number of phone calls, and she was just starting to date as a woman. Um, so I realized, oh, wow, this is a young girl who is um, experimenting. She's not been out there whoring around, trying to, you know, make money uh, um, in the um, sex worker yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. But, I, you know, that's why I gauged how close and intimate I could be with her, even to the point of just letting her into my own home. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your girlfriend, I'm assuming, was in on it? No, my girlfriend and I are quarantined, so we made this little rule what she does is what she does and what i do is what i do she lives in brooklyn i live in um, oh you're not quarantined together no no. oh okay but she knows that you hook up with other people i'm assuming yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so do you go back to her now like because i've i've really been wanting to do like a quarantine episode like to fuck or not to fuck i was like would be a really good (laughs) title but like or that wouldn't be with you but like it's really interesting to me like what people are doing now during quarantine especially people like you who who are pretty open sexually and used to having multiple partners right so you threw caution to the wind had somebody come in i'm surprised you didn't why wouldn't you quarantine with your girl we have very different um, obligations. She mm-hmm. has a son. Yeah. I have oh, a okay. Son, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we've got different, very different. You know, she's got her own apartment. So yeah, neither yeah, one yeah. of us is going to, and so do I. Neither one of us is going to just be our apartment to be with the other. Right, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. So you yeah. had that. Now, do you go back and tell her about that experience? And then does she get off on that? Like, how do you guys share? Do you share yeah. what you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially now because it's over the phone. Yeah. So she's jacking off while I'm explaining to her what, what we did. And vice versa, um, do you like to know about her with guys? No, I don't. I like to know about her with girls. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. But not yeah, with guys. I still, no, I still have a... Um, she's not even interested in guys, so yeah. I, I haven't even come up. Uh-huh. She's, she's, bi, she's bi slash gay, and she basically told me, you made it under the radar. You're the last dick I ever want in my life. <laughs> um, right. So if you see me out there, I'm not, really, I'm not searching for guys. I'm sick of guys. They disgust me somehow your grandfathered in and um, um, I'm only really looking for women. So, you know, we went on a trip to Mexico about two years ago and partying all night. I get in the cab with her and I didn't know, but there she is. She had a girl with her. She picked somebody up and brought her home. So we had some fun together, the three of us. Right. And that's all she's ever done. And now how long have you been dating her for? 
Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Two and a half years. Oh, okay. And were you guys straight up with each other about this kind of stuff right from the beginning? No, it didn't happen until about a year in. I knew she was bi. Mm-hmm. And then about a year in, a year into it, she's just the whole Me Too thing disgusted her. And she said, I'm sick of these men. I'm sick of these men. Again, you made it in. Uh, you're, you're the lucky one. Um, but I got to start dating women again, too. Do you mind? I'm like, no, I don't mind. So uh-huh. she, has a, she has a couple of girlfriends that she, you know, sees sexually or also just for just to go out with and uh i got no problem with it one of them we share sometimes Uh it's all good yeah no that sounds great but what about for like when did you tell her that you're into guys i'm assuming or you're just into like transgender yeah i'm not into guys i'm into transgender yeah yeah yeah. Um, i asked gays i asked trannies what that means and they said you're gender fluid yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All these terms, right? You know, I hear like, them am all. I, am I bi or not? I, you know, I'm not. A, I'm just. I, I'm not afraid of dick. I just don't like it on a guy. On a chick, I'm fine with it. It's yeah, fun. I've heard a lot um, of that on my show, yeah. and it was. Some people have been able to explain it better because I was. It was like confusing to me at first, right? But it, it really is like when they're. But and then there's also some guys that like they just want to be with a guy when they're maybe dressed up as a girl when it makes them feel like feminine, you know. But for you, it's like you want to be the guy. And they're the girl, and they could have a dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the feminine, the the dominant feminine qualities. The genitalia are exciting either way. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I'm, you know, this just for whatever reasons, nothing turns me on about touching a hairy-chested guy or a, a guy with a beard or a guy shaved or a man's masculine body. I can appreciate it. I can. I have no problem saying what's beautiful. I've been with a couple guys, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I how I know. Right, been there, done that. Me, per mm-hmm. se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So let's go back and like. I mean, because you said you're in your 40s now, right? Like, when did you start realizing that you were into all these things, and then how long ago did you start experimenting? I've always been a freaking pervert. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so. When I moved into the city, at one point I spent I lived six months in Chelsea, and this was around 1989, 1990, and Chelsea was filled with trannies, just filled with trannies then, mm-hmm. um, on the streets, day and night. And then there was a club called Club Edelweiss that wasn't too far from my house. And if you look it up, Club Edelweiss is a fa- famous um, tr- transgender club, uh-huh. and I, would, I went in there one time and just saw the most beautiful... Um, transgenders and started to go there secretly and secretly because I was pretty, I'm still pretty not open about that. I'm uh-huh. like apparently a heterose- heterosexual guy. Um, 
So I right, except for your Edelweiss girlfriend knows, right? Uh huh. Yeah, and then I picked up a girl in Club Edelweiss. I was like, I got to try this, and part of me, part of it was experiment. It was just like I want to know if I'm gay or if I have gay tendencies or if I like. Um, male sex. So I took her home and she was cute, young, gentle. I was young at the time as well. And she um, basically did me from behind. She fucked me in the ass and it was so painful. And we tried <laughs> oh, again and it yeah. was so painful. It just never was fun. Mm-hmm. So I realized it didn't disgust me. It just didn't turn me on. And it actually hurt too much right. to even have fun with. So you're not a bottom to this day. I'm not a bottom. Okay. So when you played recently with three weeks ago, you were, you did the, you did the, the girl that was at your house, right? I mean, you fucked her in the ass. Absolutely. Right. Okay, cool. So you're, you're top. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, so no one, you never got caught. Nobody ever found out any of that stuff like that, that, that you're into trannies. Mm-hmm. No, there's a few. No, there's a few personal friends, close friends of mine that I've I've shared that with. You know, mm-hmm. things. You know, certain friends that you know will keep your confidence and whatnot. So there's a few that know that. Right, that you're um, cool. With. But generally, no. Generally, I'm just a straight dude. Right, exactly. But now you have this girlfriend, and you were straight up about being into trannies and stuff like that with her. Did that come out like when she told you she was into girls, or like, or did it come out in the beginning? Like, when did you? Explain to her also that beginning. no, okay. I didn't become out come out in the beginning because I know a lot of women don't like that. There's so many different um, prejudices around uh-huh. everything from diseases and lifestyle and germs and gay down low. Are you going to cheat on me? Are you going to have a mistress? All that stuff. So it didn't come out until she basically said, "Look, I'm bi. I got to tell you." And so I'm so well, just so you know, uh, I love trannies. I love, and I know tranny is a old. School word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, I don't know uh, whether you're allowed to say that or not. A lot but... of people get offended by mm-hmm. that. But yeah. I don't get offended by it. And I have friends who are transsexuals, transgenders. So it's the quickest, easiest way for me to say it. But anyway, yeah, I told her that. And she was like, okay, that's interesting. I'm not interested in it with you, but that's something you're interested in. I'm not going to demonize you for it. Right, right. And now, but before her, right, because you've just been with her a couple of years, were you always open in your relationships or did you keep it as a secret for a long time kept until you got older? Always, always kept it as a secret. Oh, is this the first girl that you've been open with? Yeah. Interesting. Have you ever been married? Yeah. For how long were you married for? 10 years. And now with her, did you, were you cheating on her like no. behind her back? No. or No. No, I wasn't cheating on her. When I when I have a girlfriend that's monogamous and committed, I don't do that. I don't cheat on them. I don't go and have illicit affairs or anything like that mm-hmm. or one-nighters. The worst thing I've ever done was gotten a massage with a happy ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, no, I don't. I don't because I'm with somebody because I'm into somebody, and that's where my focus and my energy is. Right. So when you're with your wife, even though you have this sexual urges to be with Tranny sometimes, right? Like you didn't have to do that for 10 years. No. And mm-hmm. plus, there's so much delicious pornography out there that <laughs> right. I could satisfy myself other ways. Right. And now, when did you realize that you were into trannies? Or was it just that you were always so curious about all kinds of things? And then when you went to that club, you realized that's what you liked? Because you said you were young, like even younger when you were like in high school and stuff. Did you realize that you you were, quote unquote, a pervert? No. <laughs> like you said. No. I mean, I knew I was a, I knew I was a pervert, but I wasn't into trannies in high school. 
Um, I came from a suburb, so it was all very much like taboo and even the whole gay thing took, you know, years for me to come to terms with. Um, so no, I was never into them. I got to New York and started to see it a lot more. Also, when I first was visiting New York, the, the sex booths had lots of transsexuals in them. So I used to go there and just explore and, um, you know, it was fun and exciting. And sometimes it's like going to get a, a good meal or a bag of chips, a snack, you know, That's uh-huh. like, it's just like, let's indulge. Let's, let's go for it. Right. And you're just like trying it out and you realize you liked it. But yeah. when did you and get in? Realized... Yeah, go on. Go ahead. No, you go. No, go. No, you go. <laughs> no, I was just going to say like, that's when I realized uh, I was not into uh, being a bottom to receiving because it just didn't feel good. If it felt good, I probably would have, it would have been great. And actually I wish it felt good because then I could have a lot more kinds of different sex, but it just fucking hurts. Right. But let me ask you this, because I was always a three input girls. And I just think like it could really hurt if somebody just shoves their dick inside your ass. Right. Like it's not a good it's not a good experience. Right. And it could really hurt for me, but it could also really feel amazing, too, if it's done the right way. So did you ever try it again after that experience or you've never tried it ever again? No, I did. I tried. I tried it a couple more times. Mm hmm. I've been with people who are gentle. We tried, you know, massaging and yeah. ointment and lotions and all that stuff and relaxation and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's just never like it's gotten to the point when we do that, it's just uncomfortable. It's not painful so much, but it's more uncomfortable. And it's again, I'm like, that's not pleasurable. Right. Interesting. Because I always think like all assholes are kind of made the same, and there's so many nerve endings in there. So like if. I think it feels really good. Why wouldn't somebody else? And I just always think like some people can't fucking relax. Maybe because that first experience really traumatized well, you that now, it's now hard first, to get past now, it. Now the first experience also was um, gentle and thoughtful. It wasn't like the one that hurt, right? Wham, bam, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I told the person that, you know, Hey, I've never done this before. And she was like, Oh, well, all right. So she took time and was considerate and whatnot. Um, and I'm not, I love rimming, getting rimmed. I'm not Uh afraid of that. I, you know, it's nothing mental. Yeah. Um, What about a finger? Occasionally a finger, even a finger is just kind of like, eh, Eh. occasionally a finger, if Uh it's, if, you know, yeah, but it's never, it just doesn't feel, even when I masturbate, sometimes when I'm masturbating, I'll play with my butt, but if I put a finger in my butt, it's again, it just doesn't feel good. Doesn't do it for you. Interesting. Because I mean, like what's 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 interesting about you is that like I feel like there's a lot of people out there that would say that and they would just say I would never be into it because they're just against it totally. You know what I mean? You're somebody that would love it. Right. Like and you're super open minded. So like, you know, I maybe all assholes aren't made the same. I don't know. You know, you're here to prove my theory wrong because like you said, you would love it to like it, right? It would be another yeah. whole thing to do. And you've exactly. tried it many times. It's not like it was just that first time and you stayed away. You've tried it with yourself. You tried it with other people and it just doesn't do it. Interesting. Maybe all bodies are made different. You know what I mean? I mean, listen, all bodies are, right? So maybe some people don't, can't experience it the same way that other people can. I don't know. But when did you get into... The BDSM. What, what about BDSM? Sorry. Well, I, I'm assuming that you're into that, right? You said like you like to be dominated, right? I mean, yeah, do you call yeah. it that? I'm not, just, yeah. I'm not into it in the sense of like I've got a closet and I'm collecting devices yeah. and things like that. I'm not into it like that at all. But if I'm with somebody in there, like I've been with women who have said, 
um, I like to be dominated. And then I'm like, okay, let's go then. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Uh-huh. Um, and so I've had lots of fun experiences with um, humiliation and degradation. Right. And yeah. But when did you realize that you like to be like, was it with just this girlfriend? Because you said you've had women in your life. You've never gone to like a dungeon per se, right? Um, when have you and like, how far did you take it? Like, I, like, cause listen, I never realized this and I never watched that stupid movie. What is that gray? 10 things of gray, whatever. But I, from doing my show, I've learned that a lot of times with BDSM, it's like, it's not even a lot about the sex. It's a lot about like all this other stuff, right? There's a lot of interesting things that go on that have nothing to do with sex with like writing things down. And I, you know, it's a pretty in depth Me? and hardcore. I'm assuming you're not into that, right? You just like sexually no. to be dominated sometimes, right? Me, me, it's, yeah, it's more physical and mental. It's not about the little accoutrement and stuff. It's a, it's about, for me, it's just, okay, now I get to be indulge in, I don't want to say role play because that even separates to me what I am. I get to indulge in the parts of myself that are dominating, aggressive, potentially even mean, downright mean. Um, and this person is into it, so I'm not harming them. I'm not overstepping a boundary. Mm-hmm. I'm actually giving them what they want, even though it may appear to be hurtful, but that's what they want. So I'm in. I'm all in. Right. And, and then you like that to be, you like to flip and have that done to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then if it depends, you know, it's like on any given night or day, if, my lover comes to me or I find a lover and she says, look, I, I want to be dominant and I want to dominate you. I'm like, oh, great. Let's go. I'm just open for the exploration on a creative level, sexual level, visceral level like that. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. So if um, if somebody wants to dominate me, great. I'll, I'll, I'll turn into a, uh, I'll lower my uh, confidence level. I'll lower, I'll become inferior, so to speak, and let them rock and roll. Yeah. And then you said, though, that you enjoy that because in your professional life, you're sort of that person to right to your classroom. (laughs) Yeah. To uphold all the responsibility to organize and to be in control. Right. And then when you just said before, too, when you're the dom and you get out a little bit of your meanness, like maybe you're letting releasing some of that tension in your classroom, too. (laughs) You know uh, how you really would like to be to those fucking kids. (laughs) Right. Yeah, without the sexual parts, yeah. I don't look at them sexually at all. Yeah, no. And I mean, because yeah. ninth grade is like, I mean, they're kind of like at an age where that could happen. I just think, you know, you always hear about these teachers thing. That's a whole other story. I think teachers should probably be more along the lines of your age than 25 year olds. You know what I mean? Like maybe if you were 25, yeah. you would feel differently about a ninth grader. I don't know. Or 22, you know. When did you start teaching? Right. Uh, when I was about late 20s, 28, 29. Right. And you always taught ninth grade? No, it's always, you know, it switches around. It's been three years with ninth grade now. Right. Now, do you, so do you and your girl, when you are together, do you, do you ever, like, because I have some friends in the city that have been on my show that go to like swinger clubs and like alternative lifestyle kind of places that are out there in New York City. And since you're so curious and frisky and you like to try different things, have you gotten involved in that world at all? A little bit, and not, but not with her. When I was single, I, I was in that world a little bit. There was a, I don't know if you ever heard of One Leg Up. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, what's that? Oh, you got to check. You got to check out One Leg Up NYC. 
it's this really upscale, wonderful swingers party that happens in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been to that a few times because my friend organizes it. So a couple times I helped her, and then a couple times I just went. Um, and then I had a. But wait, let's just talk about that for a second because it's funny because somebody actually emailed me recently and said, "Oh, can you recommend a couple?" Swing clubs for me, and I asked my one friend, and he gave me two places. I don't know if I don't remember one leg up. I think one where he just gave me an address, and another one he gave me a name of a place. Is this just a, a like a party that tra- like goes to different places every month that she does them, or like what and what goes it's, down at these parties? Because people would be interested in that kind of information. Oh yeah, okay. So it's, it's privately run. She's she's amazing. She she um she basically vets everybody. So you have a questionnaire, you have to be, you know, she looks at your photographs. So it's never a room full of overweight, um, middle-aged men from New Jersey. Um, (laughs) People, people do fly in from around the country, Uh um, because it does cost a bit of money, but it's worth it because basically she rents out a penthouse at the Soho Grand or she rents out a penthouse, um, at some other, um, luxurious hotel and then she will you you know you pay your money you answer how much about pardon me how much does it cost for Um, a couple do you have to be a couple couple about 400 Mm -hmm. per couple Mm -hmm. i think single women can come okay right that's how it typically is yeah okay go on yep so she rents the apartment the penthouse yeah so she rents the penthouse and um you show up she's got security at the front door you check your name it's great you come in, um, she's got a bartender, everybody's, it's a BYOB, she'll start with a couple bottles, but everybody brings their own liquor. You walk in, there's probably two or three monitors, um, television or a computer with porno on it. There's condoms everywhere on every tabletop, the night table, whatever. So there's tons of condoms. You can look left or right and grab one. Yeah. Um, she sometimes has a, a sexy girl going around with a little drum, drums, bongos, kind of cre- get a, create a little tribal energy going and some some rhythm. And uh, it's really it's fun, relaxed. It looks like a, the first half hour looks like a normal cocktail party. People just you know standing around drinking, talking. Music is playing, and then she starts going around and just whispering into people's ears. Just take off one piece of clothing. Or I actually, I think it's to take off everything except one piece of clothing. Oh, interesting. So little by little, yeah. organically, everybody starts to disrobe a little bit. And then she will maybe go around and, you know, there's some people there that are probably regulars or very much veterans in the scene. So they'll start making out. Her rules are as soon as anyone, if anyone says no, no is no. Right. That's it. No That's good. No. Mm-hmm. Um, you can approach anybody at any time, and if you if if they're into it, they'll of course just keep they'll accept it. If not, and they say no, boom, you move on. Right. Um, and so within forty five, no, actually probably about an hour and a half, it's now not the normal looking cocktail party. The lights have been dimmed a little bit. There's good music playing. Yeah. And in the bedroom, like one time in the bedroom, it was like the greatest New York City dance floor I ever saw because it was probably like twelve people on one bed in every possible position, fucking sucking and doing everything. Right. And these are attractive people, right? Like, I mean, because she's vetting them. They're all attractive Mm -hmm. because she's vetted them. Yep. And what age range would you say you've seen at these parties? Is it everything from 20 20 to 40? 20 Mm -hmm. to 45, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If there's anybody over 45, they're, they're definitely fit, you know. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever recognized, like, bumped into anyone that you knew that didn't know that you know? You know what I mean? Was it ever, did you ever? Yeah, I did. Um, I bumped into somebody that I was sort I sort of knew from, um, he was a, an assistant director of film in films. And so I saw him on a set a couple of times. And so, because um, I was doing extra work at one point. And so he... He just pulled me aside and said, please don't tell anybody who saw me here. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Like, of course not. Don't worry about it. Of course not. How many people, though, could she fit in that pen out? Like, is there a cap on how many people show up to these Probably, events? I would say two dozen max. Oh, really? Okay, so it's not a large group. No, it's not a huge group. It's a nice, small, exclusive group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, so it's not like a big free-for-all. And how do people find out? Is all word of mouth? Like, you know, I'm assuming that it's just something maybe that is word of mouth. Like you have to know someone that yeah. knows someone to figure, you yeah. know, to she be invited. I mean, oh, what's the website? website? One Leg Up? I, I think it's One Leg Up NYC. If you uh-huh. Google One Leg Up NYC, you'll get the proper URL. Uh-huh. And that's the party that goes down. And does she do it monthly? We Like, do you know the um, She timing? does, uh, what does she do? Well, I don't think she's. Been, I don't know if she's been doing anything now because of what's going on. But yeah. um, she was doing two two a month. Two a month. But it's a, yeah, it's a lot of work for her, so she can't do really more than that. You know. Yeah. No, and that's. I'm sure that that's uh, plenty, considering that she only lets a small handful of people come in. She's probably able to book them up fast and keep it going. And you know, listen, I've yeah. used to put together events. I know how hard it is to do. You know, she's got the whole thing down. Um, uh, you know, what about with that guy? You've been stuck in your house for like three weeks, right? You said like three weeks ago you met up, right? That's when you had your first experience. Have you done anything since then? I mean, what are people doing in quarantine for SCX? I'm assuming that most people now are not having people come in. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I ha- I've gone on a few apps and have um, like a one on Grinder to yeah. find. Um, more um, transgender and but then I chickened out I don't know you know I just like wait a minute this is kind of stupid who who the hell is going who how do I trust somebody who will say yes themselves yeah, yeah. you know I mean I, unless they come over here and agree to letting me swab them down and rubbing alcohol in a bath to start <laughs> yeah uh, it's kind of stupid yeah, so yeah, yeah I haven't I haven't I have no idea what people are doing I wish I had hooked up my friends with benefits before this whole thing went down so we could have a nice, um, you know, assured, you know, rendezvous from time to time, but I don't. So, um, Do you have a friends with benefits besides your girlfriend? No. Okay. Um, I have one in North Carolina, but she's not flying up here. So. Right, 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 right. So, uh, yeah, I would assume that older people maybe younger people listen i remember when i was in my 20s and earlier than that like you just don't you just think you're invincible right so you have a different mentality about things so like i think maybe you wouldn't be thinking things through and you know i used to drive drunk like i mean like I, i you know a lot of times when my friends now have kids that are you know, older doing crazy things. I'm like, don't you remember when you were their age? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a very oh, different yeah. mi- mindset, you know? So, uh, I would think probably if I was talking to somebody in 23, they're maybe letting people in, you know, their doors and stuff. You did, you were a little, uh, crazy. You did do it right. Right. In the beginning, you threw caution to the wind. Oh, it's crazy. It, right? No, I threw caution to the wind. I mm-hmm. knew what I was doing. I was like, some part of me was crazy and said, oh, you know what? Not only can you 
fuck this girl bareback in the ass. Yeah. You're doing it during a quarantine pandemic. Right. It's uh, like Russian you're roulette. Really upping, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're exactly. playing like Russian yeah. roulette. And you've been fine. You, I mean, you never got sick or anything, right? No. no. I, I personally no. think in all this data is coming out now. They say, like I was watching yesterday, they were saying like probably one in every five people in New York already have had it. I think that's going to be even more once they do more testing because I was yeah. deathly ill with something that I thought was the flu. I never went to the doctor because I just couldn't even get out of bed. I was so sick for like, I would say a good 10 days. And then it took a long time to, for me to feel 100% better. So I think I had it then a January. I look at my text and it was January 10th is when it was finally, I was able to like start talking to people. See, I, on January 7th, I had a cold Mm -hmm. sweats, fever and whatnot. Yeah. And then I, um, January 8th, the same thing. Uh Uh-huh. And then for the next eight days, I had that dry cough and I was laying in bed absolutely exhausted. And I knew, yeah. wait a minute, I'm not, I don't have a runny nose. I don't have a yeah. cold. I don't, I, you didn't have like all is, like, a, a, like a mucusy chest thing. Nope, it wasn't like I just that. Yeah. Fucked up dry cough that wouldn't go away. Wasn't that painful? And yep. And my energy was sapped. And I just thought, you know, I can get up and do some things. But if I do, I have a feeling that something's going to take me down from inside. So I just laid in bed for eight days. Yeah, that's what I did. I slept as much as I could because I just knew that yep. one day in the middle, I had that time where I felt better. And I'm like, you know, because I have a four-year-old, right? I have to walk him to school. I have to do things. I had nobody one week and I was like solo. And one day I thought I'm getting better. Okay, I'm going to walk him to school. I think I could do it. And I mean, he lives, he goes to school around the block. And by the time I got back, I was so winded. I was like, oh, I am not better. And then by that yep. night, I had a fever again. And then the cough, it was like a whole new sickness, like all these new things came on it and I was down for the count for another like five days. I was like, what the fuck is this? I like I said, I thought it was the flu. I was coughing up a storm. Like if I was coughing like that now, they people would look at me like I had AIDS in 1987. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like the way I would the looks I would get yet. I remember going to CVS hacking my brains out looking for something because I'm like, I could not stop coughing and it's really hard to explain unless you've had it of how it's painful because you're the constriction and the coughing inside your chest and it doesn't stop. It was like every second on the second, like I was like coughing. It it would, it wasn't going away. And then that lingered for a really long time. So, I mean, I don't know how we got onto that COVID Corona thing, but it's hard not to talk about it. I've been wanting to do, uh, like I said, uh, a whole episode on it. I have other people that are going to come on. I have one woman who owns a, stri- uh, a swingers club in Florida. That's like, you're allowed to masturbate. This is what I was going to ask you about that. Um, at that swingers party. Are you allowed to like jerk off and watch people? Because I've heard that there are rules like that where you're, they don't allow for stuff like that at other places. Is that a true thing? I don't know if there's a rule. I've never seen anybody doing that. Do so you normally go to those parties with your girlfriend now or with other people in the past? Um, I've gone with, excuse me, um, my friends, my friend with benefits from North Carolina. So she and I did that. I didn't do it with the girlfriend. Um, and for no reason other than we just didn't do it. And then um, we... My North Carolina girl and I did uh, this other sketchy, really sketchy one that was a trans swingers thing. And what? what, what, what that, that was here in New York. Yeah, that was yeah, that was like mm-hmm. in the '30s on the West Side, and some really funky loft, dark. It was one of those like it was just sketchy. It was sketchy as hell. 
Right. Did you hook up with anyone or did you guys just stay alone? Yeah, no, we, 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 um, ravaged this, um, Asian (laughs) female girl. You ravaged you and the girl. Yeah. Yeah. How did you ravage her? Like what exactly went down? If you don't mind me asking, um, we both went down on her first and then, um, I got behind her and with a condom and mm-hmm. fucked her from behind while my um, FWB jerked her, jerked her off and played with her and her titties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, she kind of got treated to the full, full, the full treatment. Right now, this the trans the transgender person that you hooked up with in the beginning of this. Have you been in contact? Like, is that somebody that you yeah. do again? Yeah, I it would. And I was like, come on back down. She was up in. Uh, the Bronx mm-hmm. come on down but um, again um, it just hasn't worked out with the timing and the, the, the longer we go without it the more I'm thinking yeah I don't think it's a smart idea right the longer you've been quarantined right the more you just want to be yeah. safe because you're I like just, you already know yeah. you've been three weeks so you didn't get anything from her right you know that now so why would you take yeah. your chances again you kind of like were exactly. lucky right yeah do you have a type when it comes to transgenders? Like, is there something that you specifically like, or are you just sort of down and open to anything? Natural. The more natural, the better. Um, I hate fake tits on a transgender or real um, mm-hmm. cis woman. Mm-hmm. So the more natural, the better. Um, How do they have no real tits? Because they, uh, they take hormones or something? Hormones or just... Flat, just totally flat chested. I don't mind that. Rather oh, okay. Flat chested than somebody with plastic implants. It just doesn't get me. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and then also my type would be, you know, um, not the strung out, um, desperate druggy type girl, but the one that is a little more put together and, and even more so the younger ones who are just exploring, not because they're broke and they need money and they're hooking, but they are, um, you know, potentially in stable um, living environment that their parents or their sisters and brothers support their transition. So they're just, um, they just don't have drug problems. So again, I would say attracted to those without a, a history or a predication to drugs or prostitution. Right. You don't like damaged goods. You like nah. someone a little bit more clean cut. And do you find, and I'm assuming the answer to this would be yes, but maybe not. Like, do you find since you've been in this world and been hooking up with transgenders for since the, the 80s, right, that it's definitely changed because it's so much more accepted? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like back then, 15, 20 years ago, that it was hard to find somebody who was fairly sane They're right and, and not on drugs did, because right mm-hmm. yeah if you did they were more drag queens which is just a guy doing the performance they're not really transgender yeah mm-hmm. for the most part mm-hmm. so that's not really a turn on for me because that's just a guy doing an incredible it's more like a caricature of what you're into yeah, yeah right. uh-huh so, so the difference, though, has been what we just pointed out, which is back then there was a lot more drug issues and desperation because it wasn't so acceptable. Yeah. Now that it's acceptable, there are way more um, people in transition that are living, um, I guess you would say, a healthier lifestyle or a more accepted lifestyle. So they're, they're not as, um, again, desperate, doing desperate things. Right, because they're they have like their self esteem. I mean, it just it's 
Yeah. The, you know, societies are more accepting of them. I'm sure their families are more accepting of them. So, you know, those poor people back in those days would turn to drugs and alcohol because they uh, had so many emotional issues because of what was being put on them because of who they really were. Now people could just be that way. I'm sure you see people in your classroom, right, who are expressing themselves differently than you probably did back then, right, when you started. Totally. Yeah. What about the last thing I want to talk to you is like you said your girlfriend has a girlfriend, right, that you play with, that she plays with. Is that what you said? Like there's a third person. Is, is Are you guys like polyamorous or do you guys are just in love with each other and then you just have sex with other people? Do you consider yourself polyamorous where she has an actual relationship with another girl? I don't consider myself polyamorous um, or non-monogamous. She and I have a relationship. Yeah. If she has a girlfriend and I know about it or I don't know about it, it's cool. It's fine with me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't interfere with her love for me or desire for me. Um, we don't go around hunting, you know, for people to be together with. We're satisfied with each other. But if it comes up or it's more spontaneous, you know, it's more like, hey, look, I said I got my friends before I knew before we were dating. I had my FWB down in North Carolina and about a year into the relationship when she really let, let me know that she's really gay. I was like, well, hey, why don't we bring my FWB up? I never mentioned her, but let's bring her up to North Carolina. And she was like, great. So that became our, you know, our threesome. And we had a couple of great weekends together. Um, so it just comes up organically. It's not like, right. you know, like when we went on our vacation in Mexico and I turn around and she's smiling at me because she's got this girl in the car that she picked up. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's always been kind of spontaneous and organic and not, um, not like we need a third person in our lives, you know, anything like that. Right. And now are there any rules or regulations that you guys have with each other? Like when you hooked up with your um, friends of benefit, right, from North Carolina, were you allowed to be with her too fully? Or like, did you have any kind of boundaries that you guys talked about beforehand? No, no, mm-hmm. no boundaries other than just. You know, if you're feeling uncomfortable at any point, just make sure you tell me and I'll do the same. Otherwise, right? no, no, it was fun. So she's down for you to be with that girl. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And at one point, those two were in bed and I'm sitting in a chair in the bedroom watching them. I have a beer in one hand, a joint in the other. They're going furiously at it. And my girlfriend looks up at me and goes, are you okay? I I feel like you might be jealous. I'm like, I am (laughs) more than okay. I'm fine. Uh, Right. Slugging a beer and smoking a joint, watching you two get off. I'm great. Right. And how hot are the two of them? Like, what's their age? And I don't know, paint the picture for some guys that are listening. The, they, uh, those two were in their uh, mid late 30s, mm-hmm. mid late 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, both women of color, both um, just natural, gorgeous women. Right. And now they're friends, I'm assuming. Do And has she ever hooked up with your friends of benefit on her own? No, no, no. Because she lives down there. That, that right. She came here. Yeah. Well, you might, you guys must be dying for this quarantine to be over so you guys could hook up again. I mean. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully we'll be out of quarantine soon. I don't know. But um, thanks so much for calling in and explaining all your, your whole story. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me. Yeah, no problem. Is there anything else you want to add? I don't even, I don't know if they're missing Um, anything because I don't know much about you. No, I mean, no, I mean. uh, 
I mean, you sound, well, you I seem mean, like you've done it all. Like you've been into the bondage thing, or I don't know if you even call it bondage. You've ha- no, it's, it's not really. Yeah, I haven't been into the bondage thing. Like again, like I said, there's no special drawer in my house or closet with devices and things. You know, I don't, I don't collect those and and work those all the time. It just comes up if you know somebody I'm with. Hey, what's your kink? What's one of your kinks? Oh, I love my toad eating. Great. Oh, I love to be slapped in the face and called the N-word. Oh, okay. right, right. You know. Yeah. But wait, you said you had a kid. Does your son live with you? Do you have a son or a daughter or whatever? Do you have a child that lives with you? And are they what or in your house? Um, I, I have a, uh, a daughter and she is with her mom right now because of the quarantine. Oh, okay, cool. We're, so we're you're di- by yourself. We're divorced and she's with her. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think to myself, like, who's faring the best, like, during a quarantine? And I think somebody who's solo at home is probably the the lucky ones, right? Because I was like, okay, the oh. people with roommates are fucked because most of the time you don't like your roommate, right? The people with long-term partners are kind of fucked because you're just going to get sick of anyone. The people with children are ultra fucked, right? Because you're just like, I, I mean, my son is like a bossy, he's like got my personality. So it's like, forget about it. Uh, you know, it's yeah. difficult. Um, but I think people being alone, I think is, is those are the people that are faring. Okay. I'm assuming you're doing yeah. okay being alone. You sound like a yeah, creative just, person, right? You could create, you could do all kinds of things. Yeah. And I ordered my, um, my uh, sleeve from Babes in Toyland. So that's been very What's helpful. a sleeve? You know, those uh, silicone sleeves for jerking off with. No, I don't know. The, I the always flesh, talk about like how there's so many stuff for women, but there's not much for men. It's called a flesh, it's called a flesh light, like instead of a flashlight. Fleshlight. Does it work? Is it good? Oh, it's great. I mean, considering that, you know, Rosie Palmer, five sisters get a little bit boring and rough after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to something nice different. To have something different, smoother and and kinder than the palm of a hand. Yeah. I just started an Amazon affiliate thing that I want to put links to in my thing. So I'm going to link to one of these things. Is there one that you okay. recommend? What like what, have you used them before? I'm assuming you have, and you're just you're just getting a new one. Yeah, or? a long time ago though, and I never thought I would again. But considering where we are, I'm like, you know what? I got to do something. Yeah, something to make it fun. And what it does it feel like you're inside a pussy or is it just like it just like what does it feel like or is it, it feels sort of like that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that, of course. Right. There's nothing that'll ever compare to that. Yeah. But, um there yeah, it feels it's softer and it's smoother and it's just it's just a, a, a much nicer feeling, you know. Right. Just, instead of just your hand, your own hand. Now, are they all made alike? Like if I told my listeners to, if I directed them to one on Amazon, are they all sort of the same or is there something that they should look no, for? No, there's all different versions. Right. There's all different versions. Right. Um, Babes in Toyland is great, or Toys in Babeland, whichever, whatever it is. Um, and they have all different ones. Some of them are really inexpensive, and then some go up to over 150 bucks because you can warm them up or they vibrate. You know, there's all different kinds of but are the do the lower end ones work for people if they wanted to get it? Yeah. Are they good? Have you tried those? Is that the one you're ordering? Yeah. <laughs> I ordered the seventy dollar version, so it's solid. Mm-hmm. There's ones that are forty and fifty. It just means to me, it just means that they have they're very no bells and whistles, and they uh, probably don't last as long. That's all. Right, but if you're quarantined, you know it's something to try. If you're a guy, I always feel like as a woman, there's so many things for us to 
to to buy right when it comes to sex toys not as much for guys i've never had someone on here talk about a flesh it's called a fleshlight fleshlight yeah and the other thing that i found was fun is the egg which women use all the time right but the, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the silver bullet mm-hmm. but what do you do with that for you, a guy oh you put that right on the you put that on the underside of the head of your cock uh-huh or the or the you know the top side of the end of your cock and just hold it there and let it vibrate and just be patient and watch with wonder and feel with wonder how that consistent vibration really can trigger some amazing feelings. Oh, I think kidding. guys are so used to, um, uh, one, being ashamed or shy about jacking off, and two, part of what happens is we jack off, we come, boom, we zip up, we clean up, we're done, as opposed to when for me anyway, I make if I'm making love with my girl and I have my orgasm, I'm still I love afterplay. I call it afterplay. It's like it's just as fun and maybe even more than foreplay. So after I ejaculate, I still want to be played with. I still want to be sucked. I still want to be stroked. Even if I'm going soft, I, it still feels great. Mm-hmm. So I feel like men, though, are not trained that way. We're trained to blow the load. And, you know, if we're with somebody, kindness, gentleness, hopefully or get up, zip up, clean up, get out. Yeah. And even with, especially with masturbation. So if you think about it, this is a figure that I'm making up, but I'm pretty think I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Every guy in this, in this town jacks off, especially during this quarantine twice, twice a day. Uh huh. So it's right, it, right now in the, in the 10 seconds that I'm speaking to you in this exact moment, there's probably 5,000 loads that have been blown in New York city right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's goes another 5,000. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. Guys, for sure. You know, so um, what happens, though, is every one of us, almost every one of us, once we're done, it's clean up, zip up, we're done. Yeah. And so there's no, so we train ourselves to not think about after we come what, what intimacy still remains, what sensuality still remains, what good vibes and feelings still remains. And um, so I've been training myself trying not to do that. And I, not, not that I'm even at the point of training myself anymore. I just realized I do enjoy it. So after I have my orgasm, whether I'm alone or with somebody else, I'm still in the moment, still wanting more action. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, that's where that, but is that where that egg comes in? Cause that's what I feel like you started that yes. to talk about that. So that's yeah, when you that's use that. That's where the it. egg comes in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, we're not, we're, we're, again, we're not patient enough as guys to think we're all thinking about stroke, 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 stroke. And that's what makes us come. Yeah. But I ask any of the guys listening to this right now, go ahead, get yourself in front of your porn, get yourself with your girl, whatever, get yourself hard and excited and then take that egg and let it vibrate under the bottom side of your tip of your cock and be patient and, and just hold it there, squeeze it there for five, 10 minutes. You're going to blow a load. It's, it's an, it's incredible. It's a slow motion orgasm. It's, it's awesome. I took a plane to India once and I bought the egg um, with me on the plane because I knew it was an 18-hour flight. I turned it on the beginning of the flight. Once I got settled in, I had it. I had positioned it right on the tip of my cock, and uh, it vibrated me for about three hours, and it was fucking heaven. And then I finally came on the plane. Nobody knew. I was just. And just, you didn't even have to touch yourself. It was just that egg. Nope. In- exactly. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna link to that too. L- link. Look at my comments. I'm gonna link to the flashlight and an egg because I bet you nice. there's so many guys out there that have never heard of that 
or tried it, yeah. but would love to, especially now being stuck at home, but at any time, right? I mean, everyone's horny yeah. all the time anyway. But yeah, yeah that's a great idea. And the other good thing about it is if somebody happens to come over to your house and they see it, mm-hmm. there's not, and, and there's no embarrassment factor. Like, what? You've got this flashlight, this goofy little thing with glycerin in it? Ew. Oh, you've got an egg. Oh. Right. Well, look, you walked on a plane with it, not afraid if someone opened up your bag and saw it, right? Or like it was there. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. This was about, this, yeah, this was, uh, was about 10 years ago, so it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Right. You could have it in your drawer next to your bed, and even if your cleaning lady saw it, like Which they wouldn't exactly have. exactly where I have it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't have any idea. All right. That's great. And so all those are made alike, right? I'm going to link to that, and I'm going to link to a flashlight. And I want people to write in and tell me what they think of those experiences, somebody who's going to try it. I think people will try it. Why not? Good. You know, cause I think a lot of guys Good. don't know about that stuff. And I, I had my girlfriend just take the egg and run it up and down my balls, my ass, uh, around my ass, my shaft, you know, on my nipples. Right. So couples could try it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. You got to be somebody that wants to sort of savor things, right? Is not that, yeah. and I think now like maybe there's a lot of guys out there that are the one and dones. You know, but now being stuck at home and if they are sort of by themselves, maybe they'd be more likely to take a little bit more time and then they'll realize like, hey, taking a little bit more time all the time is probably a good idea, right? Then to just be so quick about it. Yeah. Maybe it'll help. Well, I'm glad I asked you if there was any last thoughts because those two things I think will be a good addition uh, and something that people could have learned. So thanks, Brad. Thanks so much for calling in and giving me those tips. Let me know. Let me know when it uh, goes live. I will, for sure. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.